0: Welcome to the Legally Speaking Podcast. You are now listening to Season 6 of the show. I'm your host, Rob Hanna. This week, I'm delighted to be joined by the amazing Sam Malahi. Sam graduated from the University of California with a Bachelor of Arts. He also studied abroad in Tel Aviv before completing his Juris Doctor at Southern Western Law School. Sam worked as an employment lawyer at the law offices of a firm and then went on to found his own firm, Malahi Law. He is now the proud founder and CEO of Legal Funnel. Sam is a legal disruptor and has grown three of his firms to seven figures. He is also the first lawyer to be part of Click Funnels to Homo Club and so much more. So it's an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. A very warm welcome, Sam.
1: Thank you so much, Ralph. It's pretty exciting.
0: It's super cool to have you with us. So, before we dive into all your amazing projects, experience, and the value you're giving to those in and around the legal community, we do have a customary question here on the show, which is on the scale of one to 10, 10 being very real, what would you rate the hit TV series Suits in terms of its reality?
1: A good grading scale is never give a score of seven. So I'll give it a score of five.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like I like that rationale. I also like that answer because I also gave it a five when someone flipped the mic around on me. So with that, we will move swiftly on to talk all about you. So let's start at the beginning. Sam, do you mind telling our listeners a bit about your background and career journey?
1: Sure. Yeah, pretty much, it was in in at UCLA, and I had to figure out what to do next. And I knew I had to continue my education and. It was actually just seeing my close friends go to law school. I'm like, law school. I don't know anything about law school, but you know, it sounds okay. Let's, let's go forward. So I actually like took a leap of faith, but I don't know anything about it. Pretty much entered law school. And then my first experience in legal was actually working at my mom's cousin's ap- employment law firm where I got exposed to doing discovery work, doing demand letters and all that stuff. And I'm like, wait a minute. This is, this is what I signed up for. I, I didn't, was wasn't expecting this. I was always more of a creative thinker little bit more outside the box kind of thinker coming up with new ideas fresh ideas things like that and i'm like this is so black and white this is not really what i signed up for and i started having doubts in law school but i couldn't do anything about it and then i went and took the bar and i was waiting for my bar results and when i came to work at the same employment law firm like this is this is not a sustainable long-term you know decision for me to you know be able to do this and to figure something out and that's when i started soul searching started talking to a lot of people started reading a lot of books reading a lot of blog articles to find out like alternative ways to be able to use my law degree to basically still practice law. And that's when I met one of my close friends from law school who was one year ahead of me and shared with me that he started his own law firm. And what was cool about his versus what I was doing is he kind of built it from the grind up. It was you know his own business. And my idea, I'm like, he can do it. So can I. So right soon after that, I basically took a leap of faith right after I passed the bar to go start my own law firm and at that time in my first year i had a lot of time on my hands since i don't have that many clients so whenever when everyone else was working i was sitting there reading a lot of blog articles watching a lot of youtube videos and i started teaching myself about the whole world of generating clients online uh, systems all that stuff literally reading as many books as i possibly could and i started um implementing it right away you know i would never, never thank god for some reason i never i was always an implementer I read and implement as I was read and I started implementing, started getting results. I basically approved the model with my first law firm. And I'm like, this is this is cool, this works. So let me go replicate it over and over. So I went on this journey of replicating literally the same systems over and on, over and over. And then at that point, I my mentor about four years ago and he kind of got me focused to just focus on the client generation building systems of law firms and automating it. And I was able to do that over and over. And now fast forward, I have seven active law firms that i'm either a a sole owner of or partners in and also at the same time i went to journey about three years ago teaching this and passing this off to other lawyers about how they can also create their own online law firms and how they can get uh, get clients online and also more importantly how to systematize it and get you out of the law firm so you can have more free time
0: wow folks. If you're casually listening, I just advise you to really switch on because you just had a masterclass there from just the first answer from Sam. He talks about a lot of things that I'm going to unpack. One, he doesn't just talk about knowledge. He talks about applied knowledge. He talked about implementation. So he's not just studying YouTube. He's not just reading. He's then going and applying it because knowledge is nothing without application. He then talked about the importance of mentoring. Exactly. He's just showing me on the screen, focus, implementation, urgency. So, so important. He's he's built a network. He's got mentors, people who can get him to find solutions quicker. He's then talking about clients and the lifeblood of lead flow within his firm so he can survive because without clients and actual systems to actually service those clients, you're not going to be successful. So Sam, thank you for just dropping the bomb right from the bat on the first the first question. But let's get back a little bit on the journey because there's a lot to to sort of go through and a lot of our listeners will be, will be curious to know more. So you've mentioned about your studies. So you studied abroad, you studied in Tel Aviv before completing your JD at Southern Western Law School. So what were your experiences like studying abroad?
1: Amazing, amazing. Whenever you mix in fun with work, good things happen. So there was, yeah, of course we got credits from law school it was also literally the best month of my life and i was very conscious of it while i was there but like when we got there and i went there with some of my best friends from law school like guys we're literally gonna have the best month of our lives and it did, did pan out that way a lot of good experiences and obviously we learned and learned a lot and you know did all that stuff but you know when you mix in work with fun you know you to get a lot out of it
0: yeah and such a key word fun you know you've got to have fun with whatever you you do and have the passion fueled with it. So I'm, I'm glad you had those experiences. And then like you've mentioned, you then decided to become the entrepreneur and you are the founder and CEO of your own firm. So why did you decide to, to do that? And would you mind telling us how about you actually went about building your practice in a little bit more detail?
1: Sure. So I strongly believe in that people should build their own equity in life. If you look at the most wealthy people in, in, in the world, they all have their own businesses. They all have their own real estate. They all have their own thing ownership, and it's so crucial. And and I, you know, I had to learn this myself, and I had to go through the experience of owning stuff to realize how important it is to own. Now I'm like literally trying to. First, I have to convince my own friends. Literally, if they're working at a law firm, like, what are you doing? What, they, you know, leave your job. So I'm sorry for anybody who has employees, but. Again, it's not everybody needs to be owner, but if you are owner inclined, you have those tendencies where you're kind of, you know, you're a creative thinker, you like being your own boss, things like that. If you have already have those signs, then you should not sit on it and you should make that move. Next is, you know, how do you transition to, you know, starting and growing? And there are little life leaves you clues. Those clues come from either other people or from good resources. People is like having a good mentor, somebody who really cares about you, who's already been on that journey ahead of you, who is either generally a good person who just really cares about you or they're somewhat incentivized to your growth, whatever that is. So find that person. I mean, that has to be found either organically or actually these days there's programs that provide mentorship to other people in a very specific field. And those are the kind of like the masterminds, the coaching programs, all that stuff. That's basically a mentorship. And that's when I saw the power, the true power of how powerful that is, because I literally have a mentor for, for the last four years, every day, somebody that I talk to every single day, every, and meet, and I meet every single week. And I saw that I'm like, I, this is so valuable. Let me be a mentor to other people. And that's what literally legal funnel is a mentorship shortcut to success kind of program for people just from ideas and templates and resources that are shared, then able to take the shortcut to get them the result. And then the second part is an access to. Uh, information, guarded information, valuable information, not public information, but very sacred, relevant, recent uh, information that's shared and that's updated over time because a lot of business and marketing always changes, constantly changes. This is something that became so clear to me in the last couple of years. It's not about having information, but you need the recent information. So I'm going to find that source that can give you new Fresh ideas, new things to implement now, because uh, based on what's working now, and go ahead and implement that. Once you have those two things happen to those two worlds, people and resources, and you're able to put in work yourself to implement, no one's going to do it for you. Then that's when, again, it's a shortcut to success.
0: Yeah, and it's such a great, you know, example once again. And I love how you're stressing the importance of mentoring and sort of people resources and you know it always comes back to what one of my mentors says to me if we're not growing we're dying and it's about kind of keeping up to date and things do change so quickly laws change so quickly so it's it's a really valuable point that you mentioned there so sticking with your firm then what types of clients do you work with and do you have any memorable
1: Sure. At this point, I don't deal with clients. I'm actually directly dealing with my team that deals with clients. So I've been mentally been out of dealing with clients, but we do. I'll just share my practice areas. We do lemon law, employment law, uh, employment class actions, workers comp, business law, tax IDs, and we've dabbled in, in property damage as well. So a variety of stuff, but they all have some similarities, usually, which I'll share. Usually, they're high value. Ideally, I like high value kind of things. The reason is because the marketing, there's always a cost to it. So if you're going to put that effort in, you know, you're, I'm not going trying to, you know, generate something that's 1000 or $2,000. Ideally, I want something that's five k plus or more. And then the other thing is uh, your geographic location of where you can serve clients. Ideally, ideally, I know most legal practices are either, you know, you know if you're in a country, or if you're in the U.S., it's state-based. Ideally, if you can be multi-state or the entire U.S., that is the most ideal situation to be in. That doesn't mean you cannot, you know, you cannot be successful with just one state or you know in your country. But just you know the bigger geographical location, you have more, you know, more clients to be able to tap into.
0: Yeah, no, and again, thanks for being so thorough with um with, with sharing that. I want to sort of flip back to to, to Legal Funnel because you're you're a founder and you're a CEO, and I know how successful the business has been and will continue to be. But you know, just break it down in a little bit more detail for people who might be completely brand new. Explain it in very simple form and just give us sort of 60 seconds because I just love the whole idea of concept
1: all. Sure. So funnels, most people when I, I mean when they hear funnels, they think it has to be those specific pages that they see. So we like, oh they give me they get their get their email and now they get essentially this funky page. Now they're like kind of pushing you. It doesn't have to be these specific pages. That's just the system behind the funnels so keep that in mind it's not the specific pages it's just the system behind it it's three parts one is in a funnel you always want to get your uh, your leads contact information up front usually you either make a promise of a problem that you're going to be solving or you're going to be giving away something to be able to get their contact information and that takes time to figure out what that is you know i usually look at uh, competitors or see what's out there or based on what has already worked in other fields, try to make something similar. But basically, just the point is get your leads contact information upfront. Number two, once you get the contact information is you need to nurture, build a relationship with your leads. And it's done in two ways, either automated emails and a video or multiple videos, emails and videos you before your your leads do anything with you you need to nurture them build a relationship with them they need to hear from you they need to hear your story they need to figure out who you are what the what are the problems they're going to be solving what's the results you are going to get from them? what are the social proof or the reviews and case studies you need to systematically build out an email series and a video that as soon as you get the information it pushes them there and they see those things third is you drive them to a your call to action which for most lawyers is to go book a call or to give me a call okay that's all these funnels that's all they're doing they consistently go book a call go book a call go book a call go give me a call go give me a call and that's basically a very short gist of basically a funnel it's very easy to understand but it's it requires you to put it create it put it up once and then over time refine it to make it the the most streamlined easiest way to get your clients again to take action which is basically go book a call or to give me a call
0: yeah and again love that and there's so many nuggets in there folks that i'm just going to gently unpack because yeah you talk about information that you know, information, data, that is the new goal. That is the new oil. That's exactly what you want. Then, you know, Sam's talking about, you know, I always talk about like agitating a pain point and what, you're that pain relief in that message. You identified that problem. So people want to learn from you. And then, you know, contacts are good, but relationships pay. Um, Sam talks there about nurturing. There's no point having this data if you're not going to do something to warm it up and kind of move it along. And then like anything, you move to a close and having a very sort of straightforward easy to understand call to action that people apply that's again a mini masterclass make sure you re-rewind that listen to sam's points because it's absolutely bang on so let's move on then sam because you do assist clients identifying which stage their firm is at identifying the problems they are currently experiencing and giving them the opportunities to automate and grow their firm and i'm sure lots of people listening to like wow so would you mind going into a little bit more detail about those three stages? I think there's some real value you can share there.
1: Sure. Um, the first stage is I need more clients. This is basically you don't have enough clients um, or the your client source is not really dependable. And that usually means you're depending on referrals. That means you have some good months where everything's looking amazing. And then you have the next month. Oh, shoot, what's going on? And that constant... um Worry or anxiousness that you get from not having a consistent source will drive you insane until you go find a dependable way to consistently get clients. And that's the true benefit of having a funnel. Once you get a funnel that's working, literally 24-7 around the clock, you're getting new leads that are entering your funnel. Your automation is automatically following up with them, sending them to uh, to your video so they could get nurtured. And it's driving them to book a call with you so that you or your team can take on those meetings at your desired time. But that's the benefit of having fun again, that consistent and predictable source of consistent clients, basically. The second is you have enough clients, but you're consistently putting out fires or you're doing a little bit of a lot of things. Okay. And that's when systems comes into place. And that's when you basically have two parts, delegation and automation. Delegation is just having hiring more, having people that fill in specific roles of those different departments in your law firm. There's some people who sign up clients for you. There's some people who onboard your clients for you. There's some people who start doing the drafting for your clients. And then, the, and then the second part is the automation, which I mentioned is like using tools to be able to connect the pieces together. When a client comes in, what if we automatically we could send them the intake? And once they fill out the intake, automatically the information starts filling out their PDFs and creating their folders and all that stuff for them. And then, you know, it gets them moving forward. That's what automation is. So, you know, if you're somebody who feels like you're doing a lot of stuff, especially a lot of different stuff, that's a trigger for you to need more systems. And the third part is you have systems, but now it's about uh, you're stuck putting out a lot of fires. And now you're like kind of team building and scaling to scale level, which is basically more focus on systems and kind of bring yourself up from this system of like this organism that's doing this thing you become kind of like the orchestrator of your law firm and you're not directly involved with any part of it yourself but you're the one kind of managing or overseeing the big picture and most businesses are all like it's all universal most businesses go through a transformation of the uh, the owner starts their business they start doing everything and over time first first you focus on getting clients then second you you need to hire more then you know skill and all that stuff so it's very universal, and, and every, eventually everybody has to go through these phases, and you do have to go through these phases to have, again, a steady, reliable business that doesn't drive you insane.
0: Yeah. Uh, thank you so much for, for sharing that. because It's so true because when you start a business, you've got the buzz, you know, you've got that natural buzz. But without all the things that Sam's mentioned there around those systems, processes, and infrastructure and everything, you will eventually burn out or actually find yourself in a very, very dark hole. And that's not what you need to be doing nowadays so actually taking heed on that advice is super important Now i was going to ask a quick question you've kind of touched on it but i kind of just want to get your view you know what's the the biggest challenge you see when people are trying to grow their firms virtually
1: this one's very easy and it's very 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 obvious the who in your business is the hardest part of your business the people hiring people pretty much your team is going to be the hardest part of every business and not only am i dealing with this myself but of our partners, all of our legal fund members, every lawyer that I know, this is a universal problem that everybody has. Especially in the past year or two, when the job market is much tougher, people are less likely to want to work. The, the market is much tougher and, and the talent pool is much smaller, which leads to actually going virtual. You know, when you are trying to hire for somebody to come to your, uh, to your office, your talent pool is literally people that are living you know, within a 20-kilometer uh, you know, radius to your office. But when you could hire virtually, you exponentially increase your talent pool. You could literally hire so much, such a more talented person from anywhere in the world, and that does wonders for your business. So you know, for every problem, there's a solution. I guess that's a solution for us that are dealing with the who problem.
0: Time for a short break from the show. Are you looking for a way to get your firm working more efficiently and profitably while ensuring a better work-life balance for your team? Well, if you haven't considered our sponsor, Clio, I'm here to strongly recommend that you do. I absolutely love working with Clio. Not only is it the world's leading legal practice management and legal client relationship management software, it also has a really solid core mission to transform the legal experience for all, something I personally support. What sets Clio apart for me, it's their dedication to customer success and support. There are lots of legal softwares out there, but I know from talking to Clio users that their support offering is miles ahead Ahead of the rest with their 24-5 availability via email, in app chat and over the phone. Yes, you can actually call in and speak to someone. Clio is also the G2 crowd leader in legal practice management in comparison to 130 legal practice management softwares and has been for the last 14 consecutive years quarters. G2 Crowd is the world's leading business solutions review website. You can check Clio's full list of features and pricing at www.clio.com forward slash legally speaking. That's www.clio.com forward slash legally dash speaking. Now back to the show. Yeah, again, it's a really great growth mindset that you're you're showing there, and it's so true. I mean, shameless plug. That's why legal recruiters like us who have got our our networks that are so valuable because talent does talk. You know, you speak to most business owners; they will say people is one of their well, it's their biggest asset, but it's also their hardest thing to get, attract, retain, manage, all of that stuff. So definitely, if you can think globally, virtually, you're going to open up that pool, and you're hopefully going to bring a better lead flow of high quality people to your door. So. Since the pandemic then, Sam, you know, have you seen an increase in people wanting to run their firms from home? If so, why do you think that's the case?
1: So, yeah, totally, totally exponentially accelerated that journey towards going virtual, remote, not bound to any physical location, not bound to any physical time and not bound to, again, people and things anything that limits you limitation the good part is i had a good four year four or five year head start on this virtual journey i kind of learned about the concepts of virtual and automation and scalable and then i basically made a rule to myself to abide every business decision i made for my for my law firms to check off those three things and i set up that way and then you know when the pandemic happened then everybody was kind of forced to it kind of nudged people towards that way. And that's when people started exploring and using Zoom more and Calendly, all that stuff. So Yeah, totally. And it's just a much better business model just for so many reasons. I could probably do it like a 30 minute, you know, talk just about this. Why it's so much better, a lot more scalable, a lot more efficient, a lot easier on you a lot easier on your sanity, a lot better for your family. It's so many different reasons, so many you know, freedom and all that stuff, freedom of time, so many reasons. So, yeah, totally. Um, but, again, it, you know, it also, you know, when people hear virtual, they think like it has to be completely virtual. No, it could also be a hybrid model where you take concepts and things to implement slowly into your law firm. That doesn't mean to, you know, to make a dramatic change, but understanding what those concepts are and slowly implementing it uh, to become a, a more efficient law firm.
0: Yeah, and I love that you kind of showcased both examples there with 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 hybrid as well as the sort of full virtual because you're right, you can, you can do what's right for you. But I love that message that you snuck in there around freedom of time because folks, and it's one of the reasons I chose to be an entrepreneur and go out and do my features and whatever I do because the one thing you'll never get back, that's time. You can make more money, you can make a lot of things in this world, but the one thing you can never get back is time. So this is really good advice that Sam's sharing with you. And if you can optimise everything that he says and put it into practice, you will find you have collected a mountain of extra time that you can actually start to do enjoying things or other things that you want to do. So talking of sort of talks and speaking, you previously have spoken that your epiphany came when you read Tim Ferriss's four-hour workweek book, exposing you to three key principles. So can you explain those three principles and how you've incorporated them into your firms and businesses?
1: The first one is that we t- touched upon is the virtual. Virtual for me just means you're not tied to a time or a location, which again, gives you, allows you to, gives the freedom to be able to grow much faster. You're not tied to those two things. You work on your own desired time and you'll have a team from all over the world that could do a lot more with much less resources, whatever that means to you. Second is automation. It's some. It ideally your law firm or your business should be automate it as much as possible automation isn't a bad thing it's a good thing because it gets you to go focus uh to get you to do what you enjoy doing and what you're best at the more automations you have the closer you get to basically doing doing that Automation just means basically having the systems that do do things for you 24-7 around the clock instead of you needing you or your team needing to go in and do it. And there's a lot of things that could be automated if, you know, uh, such as your lead uh, automatically, your leads being followed up, your clients being onboarded, your clients filling out intakes, the demand letters and, and filings being drafted for you. A lot of that could be automated for you. And third is scalable. Scalable means growing exponentially without you necessarily doing more work. Once you have the systems and you have your marketing and everything that's that's flowing, then your your growth is not linear. Literally it's it's literally compounds and it's scalable. Because online, when you tap into the power of videos, when you tap into funnels, a lot of stuff, things get built on top of each other. Because you built this thing, this is gonna get you clients. And then when you build this other thing, this is also gonna get you clients. Well, guess what? You're also gonna continue getting clients from this first thing. And it's, and the more you build on top of it, literally, it's literally a compound effect. And it, it grows exponentially. And actually, I could I could attest to that because my first four years at my law firm, uh, yeah, first four years, I was able to quadruple my revenue. And now I'm about 2 to 2.5x every year of growth. Uh, based on using the concepts that I have shared with you. And then just one other concept I'm going to add on to that has been very fruitful is understanding leverage. Leverage, go study it, go learn it, go implement it because it's a very secret sauce that the the rich and the wealthy know about. It happened to it. There's different types of leverages. I don't get into it now, but I'll just put it out there. Go learn leverage.
0: Yeah, again, folks, this is a a, a mini masterclass you're receiving here. And it's so, so true because, you know, leverage and you talk also about that sort of, you know, it's like the hockey stick effect really, where, you know, you will see, that exponential growth with all of this, if it's implemented in the right way, or you've got people like Sam and his team helping you along the way. Um, so Sam, you know, rather shockingly, you were the first lawyer in the world to get 2,000 plus five-star Google reviews. So how do you feel about that achievement?
1: Amazing. Actually, we're sitting at over 2,000. you are at 3,340. 4.9 five-star Google reviews. And it feels amazing because I kind of had a uh, I knew where the market was going. And I knew at the time, it was like five years ago, people were collecting reviews on Avo, looking reviews on Facebook and Yelp. And I was like, what are you doing in the future in five years? Is there going to be more, you know, is there going to be more? Is Google going to matter more or more Yelp or Avo? It's very obvious for me to start collecting reviews on Google. And I was kind of forced into it. I basically about four, five years ago at this point, at the, at the time I only had like three Google reviews and I ended up getting a one-star review out of nowhere from, I don't even know who it was from, but anyways, I ended up getting it. I'm like, how am I going to get rid of this review? And I couldn't get rid of it. So I basically out of uh, kind of being stuck in a weird situation, I'm like, because the best uh, defense is a good offense so that's when i went off an offensive to start collecting reviews and since then i've been able to build an automated system and also use a very specific script that works incredibly well that's not really common knowledge nobody talks about this and i'm like the only one saying hey this thing works like crazy do it this way um thanks to that and thanks to having funnels that consistently bring me clients i've been able to collect all these reviews and a lot of people when they hear that over 3,000 people reviews are like well yeah it could have been fake or gotta complete this no every single one of these are real if you don't believe it go look at it you could literally just go through it from the, to, all the way through the first uh, review every single one is real and uh it works wonders and I kind of see it as the last leg of a having a good scalable law firm because your reviews really feeds back your client generation it's kind of like a fun, positive feedback loop and if you're missing the last component collecting reviews then you're just gonna kind of bring bringing clients in and it doesn't really feed back the system itself. But once you kind of built that as the last leg, positive feedback loop, or again, it helps you grow exponentially.
0: Yeah. And, and again, I, I love that you're always talking about sort of, you know, a 360 approach to this, you know, you're bringing people in and then retaining and keeping flow. And again, it's a system, isn't it? That you're sort of articulating there, that how this system works. And that's part of, you know, part of the process. So I'm loving it. So you're also the first lawyer part of ClickFunnels 2 Comma Club. So can you tell us more about the award and just more about it generally?
1: so it's an award given to usually it's online people people that have used funnels in the online space to be able to make a million dollars online and at the time when i heard about this i'm like this is so cool because it's kind of like a goal that it gives you If it honestly if i didn't have this goal i don't think i would have went for it so it gave me something to strive towards and it took me five years to get and make a million dollars online for my first law firm but what was what was cool about it is once you do it once and you kind of see it like Hey, that was not bad. I know what it takes. You know, maybe I need to go figure out where to get clients from, get it sent into funnels, set up automations to so automatically follow up with them get them booked yeah sign them up have you know my virtual assistants take care of them have my virtual assistant collect google reviews and i could just be able to replicate this over and over like ah okay so when i duplicated it and duplicated basically made a second million dollars with my second law firm great then we also go uh teach this to other lawyers started teaching it started earning an award for that one and then also ended up also receiving it from my third law firm but what's cool about it again the first one took me five years the second one took me three years the the third one took me about two and a half years and then last one took me less than 10 months and every time that you do it because it turns into again it's a tall system and once you forget what that is very rinse and repeatable and that's the reason why i shared it. that's why i put it up because it gives people a goal or a vision to something to strive and then uh, and one other good news i want to share is our first legal funnel member has been able to receive his own to come club uh, basically basically be able to make a million dollars within 12 months of joining the program so these things again could be passed off and share with other people and implemented it for themselves as well.
0: Yeah, and it's a great example of that that sort of rinse and repeat, as you say, because once you know, you know, you basically become more and more efficient every time you go through that. And you've given a great example of how you kind of narrowed down those timescales and you know, new level, new devil, and all of these things that you're going up to. And each time you're kind of rising to the to the challenge and delivering more. So absolutely love that. So let's stick with online then because one of your YouTube channels has more than twelve and a half thousand subscribers, you know. A lot of subscribers so how do you use social media to leverage your brand
1: totally um social media works but only works if you go all in into one a lot of people when they hear about social media is like oh i heard about instagram i gotta do instagram oh i also heard these kids doing i gotta do that and that's the wrong way to do it instead you want to pick one that's the best that you're the most comfortable on doing long term and then go literally all in on it and then just avoid the rest literally delete those other apps and ignore it the rest i don't care Like right now, my focus is not TikTok. Is TikTok great? Yes. But only if I'm going to be doing it, like focusing in on it. My strategy is I'm playing the long-term game. I'm always side of this against another idea, long-term game with long-term people. I'm playing that game. I don't want anything short-term game. And I kind of see some platforms that are short-term sided, but I see YouTube as a long-term play because again, you put out stuff as a compound effect. Not only does this video that you posted three years ago get you views, but also the video that you posted two years ago and the video you posted last week. And over time, the more videos you put out, look like in five years, every single one of these videos is essentially a rental property that's generating you income from each source. And I literally see each video as rental property. That's how valuable it is. Like people, some people have like visions to owning uh, 200 rental properties. Well, I have a vision to have <laughs> 2000 rental properties in about five years. And if you were like, what happened? Like, I was like, you you weren't, you know, building out your rental properties in the last five years. What have you been doing? And that's what I've been kind of sharing. And I've been not only did I started, you know, doing YouTube ten years ago for my first law firm. I also started about a year ago building out. I'm literally from zero subscribers and now i'm up to 1500 subscribers for legal funnel and i consistently go at it literally like a robot for the next five years and then look back in 10 years and be like oh, i'm so glad i did that i was able to build my rental properties online
0: yeah and it's such a great example you know youtube is also the second largest search engine in the world behind google right and there's a lot of things youtube are doing strategically like sam's given a sort of tip of the iceberg there and what they're up to and it's really smart advice what he's sharing there and I can't agree, going all in on one platform. For me, my one platform is LinkedIn. I've been on all in, in on it, you know, and it's now got me to being on accelerator programs, getting out there, you know, leads, winning business, things like this. And so pick that platform and be consistent and persistent and don't get blindsided by all these other shiny objects um, because otherwise you'll just fade into the, fade into the masses with everybody else. So I think that's a really good point that you shared there. And folks, if you're listening to this a platform I'm super bullish on, as well as Entra, because I think they're going to be the next LinkedIn of the future. They're embracing Web3 technology. So that's a little tip from me. Right, Sam. You are also, I mean, we've already been through so much and so much you've achieved, but it doesn't stop there. You're also the author of an Amazon best-selling book, Virtual Law Firm Secrets: How to Run Your Law Firm so it doesn't run you. I just love that title because that resonated with me year one, two, three of my business and entrepreneurial journey. Can you explain the motivations behind your book?
1: Sure. So, when I started Legal Funnel, teaching lawyers how to run their law firm in a more virtual, scalable, and automated way, I got ex- exposed to a lot of data. I started having conversations with lawyers, started hearing their pain points. And I realized that really that what we, we just mentioned, how to run your law firm so it doesn't run you, is actually the, the biggest pain point that law firm owners have over time. Again, there's some people who need more clients, sure, but over time, you'll end up having this problem unless if you learn these concepts. So I basically went and changed my program, revised it to, to uh, kind of solve that problem about how to get yourself out of your law firm so that you can run your law firm and the law firm doesn't run you. And I literally focused on how can I solve these specific problems that fall into this little you know, umbrella, big problem that you have. And I basically came up with very practical ways to get you out of your email inbox, how to cut out the distracting social media, how to, how to automatically follow up with your leads, how to collect automatically collect five star reviews and so much more. And also share a lot of tools and resources, templates and things again, that frees up your time so that you can basically run your law firm and your law firm doesn't run you.
0: Yeah, again, that's such great advice because I always say to a lot of people with their businesses, you don't actually have a business. You've just got a job with really crappy hours, overworked and a rubbish boss. And actually, without implementing what's in that book, you will run into a similar scenario with that. What topics do you cover in the book? What's the message or messages you would like the book to convey for other people listening in? Give us your kind of, yeah, your your nuggets of wisdom on the topics and what they can expect if they go and buy it.
1: Sure. It really opens up everything that's shared in the book is in novel ideas. Uh, you know, as a reader, book reader myself, not so many books are very repetitive of the same ideas kind of turned over. So everything's shared here and it's like a table of contents, a little tease It's literally every chapter is novel ideas. And I mentioned those, what those ch- chapters are. So, so all you have to do again, just go on Amazon, just search virtual law firm secrets and just it's a, I made the book also short, straight to the point on purpose that people have to actually read it literally will to even read it intentionally in one sitting, but I don't want people just reading it. I want you maybe, you know, the first time you just get exposed to the ideas, you're like it sounds cool, but go back second time. And there's a lot of resources and literally it has steps. One, two, three, go do this, go install this tool, go do this and follow along. And this is literally your way, freedom from your life.
0: Yeah. I love that. And that's what we want folks. Freedom. And, you know, listening to Sam's journey, he's got awards, but then he's also authored, you know, he's branded, right? So that's already going to bring in more inbound leads, opportunities to his business. So, you know, if you've got a story, you've got a value, think about actually getting a book published. It's not always about the sales of the book. It can bring wider opportunities because once you're branded, the more likelihood is you're actually going to get things coming to you. So before we look to wrap up, this has been an absolute masterclass from question one to finish, Sam. No pressure, but what's your one piece of advice you would give to those wanting to grow or launch their own law firm?
1: Focus is number one. A lot of people are missing this component, and it's something that I'm working on since I have eight different operations. Right now, I'm trying to focus in on those top ones right now. But focus for everything. You know, apply the editorial to principle. If you have multiple client sources, cut that down. If you have multiple, you're, you're active on multiple social media, cut that down. If you, have, if you have side businesses, cut that down. Just go focus. Number two, it's so all about implementation. Everything comes down to implementation. If you're just going to learn and not implement, what's the point of learning? So it's much better to implement. To implement a little bit of what you learn, then learn a lot and not implement anything. Be very conscious of that. A third, which I think is crucial, you can have both. But if you don't have the urgency behind it, nothing will get done. And I see this over and over. Like people know that they need to do stuff, but they don't feel any sense of urgency. You need to put some fire up your butt to get things done. And that really, you know, practically is schedule it in your calendar and take it seriously and stick to it. You know, so again, focus, implementation, urgency. I'm actually going to be sharing this with my legal funnel members, getting people focused focus on these three core principles. And the more that we kind of tap into these three powers, the more that successful we'll be.
0: Yeah. And again, folks, just make sure you you take heed of that advice. And I I love that you stressed the the urgency piece and kind of blended that into I I talk a lot about accountability. I think once you can accept accountability for everything in your life, the world suddenly becomes a lot easier. And one of my mentors said to me, if it's meant to be, it's up to me. So if you can accept full accountability, even when things are going terribly wrong and it's someone else's fault, if you understand, well, maybe I could have done X, Y and Z. Life will suddenly become a lot easier. And I just love that. Focus, implementation, urgency. Sam, if our listeners, which I'm a hundred percent sure they will after today, would like to learn more about Malahi Law or Legal Funnel, what would be the best way for them to contact you? Please shout out your social media and web links and we'll also share them with this episode for you too.
1: Sure. So if you any of these concepts, anything I share with you, it kind of you know resonated with you. Urgency is don't just sit on this, go to Legal Funnel com. You can either Google it, go on YouTube, or literally put in legalfunnel.com. Find my resources. The way that I share stuff, it's free knowledge literally 98 percent of stuff that i put out is just free and then basically we have an online program that it's in i kind of call it implementation program it has different components it's not just like go sit there and watch videos you No, know, there's a whole implementation behind it we have support team things that can help you implement these things again when it comes to getting more clients creating the systems and freeing yourself up if any of those resonate with you and your lawyer go to legal funnel
0: and if They don't resonate with you. They definitely should because it's really sage advice. So, Sam, thank you so much. It's been a real pleasure having you on the show. So we would like to wish you lots of continued success with your pursuits, careers and all of the wisdom you're sharing to give back. So from all of us from the Legally Speaking podcast for now, over and out. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. If you like the content here, why not check out our world-leading content and collaboration hub, The Legally Speaking Club, over on Discord. Go to our website, www.legallyspeakingpodcast.com, for the link to join our community there. Over and out.